1: This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azzaro. Back in form, the doctor gave you the good meds, uh, you weren't doing so hot last week.
1: I-, I was not feeling well, that's right. And? I'm better. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I-, I still, this thing, whatever this was, hung on, and so it's, I still, you can still hear it in my voice. What I'm hearing is a, a lozenge? What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: <We> talk- <laughs>
1: Sunday, I popped it in and I just run it over my teeth. I go, is that distracting? <laughs> I try to annoy the congregation Enjoy. whenever I can.
0: That's like the percussion. You're on percussion now with the uh, clicking.
1: With the, with the lozenge. <laughs>
0: That's cool. Hey, everybody! Again, welcome to the program. Uh, pastor Sean is the pastor of River City Community Church. My name is Baron Wiley. So grateful that you joined us here. By the way, before we get into our today's topic, what's the anniversary for River City Community Church? Is there a date? Was there a born-on date?
1: Uh, the actual anniversary, like this year, we'll be doing. In the, this fall, we're going to do a big celebration of our 25th anniversary. But spring was when we. The the I think it was the first was the first was the first weekend in March. Yeah. In uh, two thousand and eight. Well, you know, we're no, both. no. I'm sorry. Well, you and I, well, we're really good at math. <laughs> March of ninety eight. <laughs> March of ninety eight. Yeah. That yeah. Great.
0: Very subtle. All right. Well, I want to. We want to celebrate that twenty five years is something to talk about. But before we get into that, we, we like to talk a little. You know what's going on in current events, and I think yeah, here in the, South there's Texas,
1: there is a current event going on, and
0: the country right here is that like, we're on fire, man. Yeah, hundred degrees today, one hundred and three tomorrow.
1: Yep. Oh, this is just, and we have our VBS, our, our oh. VBS. Okay, and it's this is over five hundred kids plus leaders, so we're doing our big group all together stuff in the amphitheater. Yes. And then just- then we go into the buildings for the... There's groups and there's different stations and all the things. But yeah, we're in the... Fortunately there's a wonderful breeze in there right. and it's all in the shade. So it really is helpful, it, but it's still, it's just like, dude, yeah. it's hot.
0: Well, because you made them go resurface the parking lot out there, you know,
1: well, yeah. Labor.
0: <laughs> kickball, <laughs> what is wrong with
1: you? <laughs>
0: well, that's, 500 kids though. That's something.
1: Oh yeah, no, this is uh, a great turnout. We had over 500 and, and you know what that means is you'll progressively, you'll have kids add on and stuff. So we could have 550 kids before the set, uh, maybe more. Um, and that's just a real answer to prayer because for us, VBS is a chance to connect with. Kids, obviously, share the love of Jesus, and then meet families, and our whole goal, everything we do is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. And so that's why we do everything we do.
0: Parents uh, checking out the campus maybe for the first time. Oh, yeah. offering the service to the yeah. community. That's what you're all about, because last time I checked, it's River City Community Church. That's right. I love it. What are you talking about right now behind the pulpit, Pastor Sean?
1: Uh, I am doing a study on the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy, and uh, we're calling it Household of God. Yeah. It's one of the pastoral epistles, and um, it's been great. We've talked about false teaching. Teaching, we've talked about uh, women in ministry. We've talked about the role of elders. You, you want to come? It's good stuff. Good Amen. stuff. Every uh, Sunday, we right here uh, at our campus at nine thirty and eleven thirty. Online is at reallife.org. So we'd love to have you join us.
0: I kind of want to retro back, if you don't mind, Pastor Sean. Speaking of the heat, because. Man, I mean, this is when the media might get involved. Oh, yeah. and use that buzzword there called global warming. Is this yes. global warming, Pastor Sean? What do you? What's
1: your I don't know. My globe is warming <laughs> right now. No. It is. Uh, it is hot, and you know that's one of those things. Someone just there's a thing going around on Twitter saying this is the longest sustained days over 100. In, what they say 120 thousand years oh, <laughs> or some gosh, ridiculous. Really? It's like. Oh, and we've got data on this.
0: They just know the last hundred years, actually, as far as... Yeah,
1: exactly, which is a blip, you know. That's one of those things, all right? And they don't say global warming anymore, you cretin. I know. know. Because that's too specific. So when it's cold, you can't have that kind of go away so it's climate change mm-hmm. and I am a big believer that the climate does change yeah
0: last time I checked there was this thing called the flood that changed <laughs> well, pretty quick didn't yes
1: it? yes climate change or weather or you <laughs> know. no it's one of those things that man the more I look at climate change is is climate change a thing yeah climate change happens mm-hmm. is it happening are we in the midst of a trend yeah maybe I, I don't there's you can hear different scientists, and they're going to give you different stories. The, the bottom line is it's, it's small amounts. And the big question is, have we caused it, or could we stop it? Right. Are, are we are we influencing it? And that's the big question that people are asking. And one of the things that I just skip every time it comes up in the media, I get annoyed because of the fear-mongering, yes. which is really what it is. And whenever you see fear-mongering, like when you see little kids screaming and crying because the, the world isn't going to survive the decade. Right. One, someone lied to them. We don't know what tomorrow holds, let alone the decade. All I know is, what was it, 1985, that Al, well, Al Gore's book, uh, An Inconvenient Truth, came out. And he said that if something radically doesn't change in 15 years, we will, this planet will not survive. And, of course, that was a long time ago. right? <laughs> and he was dead wrong. And there have been lots of predictions like that. And they're always dead wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't be responsible. I'm not saying that we shouldn't l- look at how we're taking care of the environment. All of that, of course. But the fear mongering—you just need to know. When whenever you can get people lathered r- r- up, and I see little kids panicked and afraid, and and by the way, being literally diagnosed with anxiety and depression because they're just being hammered with this stuff, and it's like th- then they go home and what are they supposed to do with that? Yeah, you know, and that's the stuff that makes me nuts—the the, the fear mongering that happens. You know, obviously COVID was just a beautiful wrapped with a bow case study on the. Insane fear mongering and it, how it devastates people, families, cities, and it does no good. It doesn't help anything.
0: Uh, to your point, uh, and you talk about when you watch stuff on the news, it kind of makes you angry. And I think about what you just mentioned—an uh, inconvenient truth. The gentleman who wrote the book uh,
1: made a lot of money. Oh, is that is that's an inconvenient truth? Yeah, a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you follow the dollars. There's always there's always someone who's making money off of your fear. So my point is, yeah, be be responsible with the environment, conserve water, you know, use your air conditioner responsibly, all those things. That's great. That's great. But don't be afraid Mm -hmm. and don't be a pawn by some fear mongers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because they're out there and their deal is make money. I want clicks. I want dollars. I want recognition and attention. I want people to buy my book. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what changed? Okay, all that happened, and what's better? This That's is, all I have to say about that. <laughs> no, I'm
0: going to poke you just a little bit more because when people raise their hands, actually they're afraid to raise their hands and say, no, enough, because as soon as you do, well, then you are a whatever phobic it is today, right. and you're a hater, and you're not a scientist, mm-hmm. so you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But again, It's just
1: like drugs. Fear yeah. can be like a drug. Mm. And what do they say? What was the big mantra? Just say no. Yeah. Just say no. If someone says, oh, I can't believe you said that. Well, no, I did. I I actually, I just said it. If you, if here, turn your phone and record it, I'll say it again. I mean, literally, you can't take those people seriously. You, if you're worried about what they think about you, then man, you are, you're dead because you're always going to be under their control. Yeah. But the minute you say, you know what? Hey, I'm going to really do my best. I, you know, I seek the Lord. I've got wise, good friends around me who I trust. I'm informed, but I'm not obsessed and I'm just going to live my life to the best of my ability, uh, do that and don't be at the whim of those kind of people and you'll do just fine. You know, when, when you let them control you, they'll do it all day long. You know, if you're worried about what they think about you, well, then that's a whole nother problem. Mm, That's another show. All right. That's another show.
0: (laughs) Uh, well, pastor Sean, as we started, uh, again, we're looking forward to celebrating 25 years at river city community church. Uh, So what are you going to do for the 50th?
1: Well, as I will be here. Where are you? Uh,
0: 20 years. 25 years. How old will you be in 25 years? Because we're so 28? good at math now. 28? Yeah,
1: exactly. No, no. Uh, I will not be the lead pastor at River City Community Church no. in 25 years. That's impossible. Unless, you know, who knows? God does what God does. You know, James, it tells us, you know, you who say today, tomorrow, we're going to do this, what you should say is if the Lord wills, right? Yes. But the plan is for me not to be that guy. A
0: plan? You Like you have a plan already? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: what? Yeah. Baron, I'm uh, I'm 61 years old. That's nothing. It, it Chuck, is nothing.
0: Chuck Swindoll, John MacArthur.
1: boom, boom, That's boom. Donald That's Trump, That's boom, Joe Biden, boom. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I want his family dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard
0: you. Easy,
1: <laughs> <Okay>. easy veto. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. That doesn't mean I'm done. Minis- ah, in ministry, yes, okay. But as far as being the lead pastor of River City Community Church, yeah, we've we've had multiple conversations, and even in you know, this last week, mm-hmm. multiple conversations about okay, what's that going to look like? How are we going to make that transition so that it's a a, a good transition? So that and, and here's a here's one, I, I, Lori and I we planted this church. It okay, started in our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm gonna. One day when we do have that successor and we place that individual, I'm, what, I'm going to go, you know, go to CBC (laughs) or, you know, no, we're, CBC is a wonderful church, Ed, (laughs) we love you, but but this is my family, and we see the church as family, so... I, I plan on attending here. I plan on having an active role. I plan on still being in ministry through not just the fellowship, but through the, our feeding ministries, our nonprofits, our school, and all these other things. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a part of the family. Mm. I'm going to still use my gifts and serve that way. And some people sit and go, okay, how's that going to work? Really? The, there's going to be another pastor, and you're going to be over there looking over his shoulder. Yeah. You know? It, it, and, you know, I, I think people have a hard time envisioning how that can be done well.
0: Again, as you said, you might have a plan. Is there a timetable, Pastor Sean?
1: There is. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say, particularly because we we hold to those things loosely. Uh-huh. But yeah, we have a definite point. And I and here's the here's the key. The key will be finding that person that God's anointing to yeah. take to take my place one day, because because he is. There is always a person. Understand you can you can either understand this now you can hang on forever mm-hmm. until you're way too old and you're ineffective because you can't do the job anymore or you can recognize you know one day I'm not going to be here right yeah it's called death <laughs> we're all going to do it all right we're, for us as believers it's it's a good news the best is yet to come there's eternal life but the fact is River City Community Church the real life network the uh, real life center here all of this one day will have someone else leading mm. and that's, that's a good thing. That's what God's design is. Okay. He didn't intend for us to be here forever. So the, the, the reality is, um, we're, we understand that. And so the, what we'd love to see is we've got a general time frame that we think, Hey, this might, this seems like a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, uh, there comes a time when I don't want to necessarily be the guy who's, who's leading all the, the things and, preaching every weekend and doing all those things, that there would be someone else who would come. We have a general time frame, and I'd love to have that person on a few years before then Mm -hmm. so that I'm able to coach and mentor and support. I'm able to raise up. They're able to, at first I'll be doing more of the preaching with them doing some, and then the next year they do a little more. Maybe we're 50-50 then. Then they're doing more, and I'm doing very little. So literally you do this so that when by the time this person takes over, it's like, oh, Okay, they've been our pastor, and, you know, hey, we love Pastor Sean. The old man's great, and where is he? Where did he and Lori go? Are they, where where in Europe are they right now? (laughs) You know, we've got a postcard from him. You know, in the same way, a healthy, think about a healthy family business, because this is a family. True, The church is a family where grandpa and dad can fight if they want. Mm -hmm. You know, grandma and mom can fight if they want. Or grandma and grandpa can recognize, hey, at some point you, pass it on and let your, let the next generation lead. And so that's our hope and that's our, our thought. Sean, you and
0: I have been around long enough, and especially in the in the faith and the culture there of, of the Christian ministry and churches all across the country. You've seen a lot of transitions that are gone great, not so great. So yeah. Lots of lessons to learn uh, from right here in San Antonio that's happened yeah. a lot. So, so based on that, what kind of lessons have you learned along the way to say, mm, this is how we're going to do it, this is how we're not going to do it?
1: Um, the, the framework for my understanding, I got to spend some time with a pastor named Bob Russell. Bob Russell is a guy who led back before Willow Creek became the biggest. And before Saddleback, there was, you know, Southeast Christian church, um, in Louisville. Mm -hmm. And this was a church close to 20,000 people back then, which was, there weren't many of those. And Bob is one of the most, I got to be at a, just a small group pastors gathering where, uh, got to spend a three, four days with him. It was wonderful. And he's one of the most humble men, unassuming, mm-hmm. honestly, pick him out of a crowd. Who's the pastor who kind of grew from small congregation to 20,000 people. Bob wouldn't have been the guy you pick because he's just such an easygoing guy. So comfortable in the room, a humble man. Yeah. But yet God used him powerfully hmm. and, In line with his humility, he has literally written the book on transition plans. His book is called Transition Plan. (laughs)
0: Genius.
1: (laughs) Okay, I could have worked with him on titles. (laughs) No, it's a very descriptive title. It's a great title. Perfect. But his thought was, and they did it early, you know. Dave Stone is the current senior pastor who, and their plan is to have Dave. And I don't know if they've already maybe done this. I haven't checked in the last couple years. Uh, You may know Kyle Eidemann wrote the book, uh, Not a Fan. Kyle is a great young leader. They literally had at one point there was Bob and he had, they had identified a few years back, Dave stone. And so they brought Dave along and then they made that transition. By the time that happened, they already had Kyle Ideman, who was the idea was to be the next in line. I don't, again, I don't know how that's gone, but it, it's this idea of recognizing and planning to let go. Yeah. And that's why sometimes these things don't go well. Cause Baron, sadly, that's a great example. I've seen so many more that don't go well because the senior guy hangs on too long. Generally, you, if it's between the retiring pastor and the succession pastor, pride is almost pride. always the problem. Because if if we walk in humility and recognize, you know what, the day before I retire, this is God's church. Mm. The day after I retire. It's still God's church. If we understand that, if the retiring pastor or the transitioning pastor understands that and goes, yeah, I'm a steward of something. This isn't mine. By the way, that makes you leadership in a growing church. If I were trying to do all the ministry that happened at River City, I would have probably had a heart attack and died long ago. Correct. So there's all kinds of things happening around here that I help oversee with the elders. But, yeah, there's leaders who lead that. It's their ministry.
0: When you first started, was it a temptation to do all that and can be part of all that?
1: Well, it wasn't a temptation. At the first, when we first started, we had to do it because yeah, yeah. there was very little going on, right? It was just right. us. Right. Okay, so you did do everything. But
0: letting go, Pastor Sean, you, worship guy, had to let go of worship.
1: Uh, by the way, that was the hardest one. Was it? That was the last one and the hardest one. And I still occasionally lead in worship. And, and that, again, that, that's not – I don't lead that ministry, but I still participate And I think that's an example. That's a classic example of how you can do this. But I will admit to you, Baron, that was the hardest one. And it wasn't because I wasn't necessarily willing because it it was kind of a natural area of strength Mm -hmm. and gifting, and it was more like it's just easier to keep doing it.
0: So that's training you for the big
1: one then. They they all are, each Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. you know, When you all of a sudden have a groups pastor and you go, okay, I'm not going to be the main groups guy. I remember the first time I drove by the church building and something was going on and I wasn't there. Uh-huh. We were in this little metal building. Not, We weren't very big, but something was going on. They're having an event, and I didn't need to be there. And Lori and I had gone and done something else instead. And I, we drove by, and I was like, well, maybe I should swing in. <laughs> and, 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 I distinctly remember a second time when we drove by. This was a couple years later. Something was going on, and I didn't know what it was. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and that so okay, that's another step. Yeah. Okay. There's stuff happening going on, and you're you're coaching leaders, you're helping to support people, you're creating a safe environment, helping establish culture. But man, they're doing their ministry. Yeah. And you're facilitating. That's a different animal, and that's what has allowed us to grow the way we've grown. And I th- also think that's the key to transitioning into retirement mm. and being able to to say. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's not my church. It's God's church, and I'm going to have a role in my relationship. I hope that when I transition in, uh, into retirement and that this new pastor transition to the position of senior pastor, whenever that time comes, I hope that pastor sees me as a, a friend, a coach, their biggest cheerleader, mm. their biggest defender, an elder. I am there to help them win. Mm. My son Ryan is planting uh, landmark church. We've talked about that a couple times on here. Uh, he did something extremely wise. Okay. Uh, young church, San Marcos college town, lots of young people that are growing. they're doing wonderful things. He knew I don't have elders here yet, but I need elders. So he asked me, he asked one of our other pastors. He asked another pastor, pastor Dave Tooker, of Hillside church who they're helping to support landmark. So we're all and and one other guy, pastor Aaron powers who came from here, but then was pastoring oh, elsewhere. Cool. And we're their board. The four of us yeah. are their oversight or advisory board. I mean, we're we're their, their actual board of elders. I mean, technically, they're still under River City's elders, mm-hmm. but yet they operate completely on their own. And that board I just named, we serve as a board. And I'm kind of the chairman of that board, the head of that board. Well, when I talk to Ryan uh, and he comes and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think? It's like, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What's God saying to you? Even though we planted Landmark and we invested in it, there's a clear kind of line that says, well, man, I'm here to support you. Got any questions? Can I help? But it's your thing. And at a certain, if they were going to do something crazy, the board has the power to say, hey, wait a minute, let's let's hold off on that. But for me, it's kind of a little glimpse of what it could look like one day saying, okay, I'm going to be around here. I'm going to support someone else, but it's your ministry. What's God saying to you? So that's kind of the vision.
0: This happens in the corporate world, and sometimes the uh, the CEO doesn't like what the board's saying. All right, all you guys are fired. I'm bringing in my new my new board. Does that happen in churches?
1: It, sadly it does. Yeah, it does. It, and again, that misunderstands what's happening to to me. And I talked about this this last weekend. You can kind of go to reallife dot and check out the message. Uh, talked about out of First Timothy chapter three. Talked about elders, mm-hmm. and those elders are are one their brothers. Okay, Uh, at River City, the elders have the ability. I'm the founding pastor. I I selected these elders and and then with whatever elders were there at the time, we voted on them. So I voted on selected, approved and voted on every one of those elders. They have the ability to fire me.
0: Wow. Well,
1: I mean, the the whole point is the New Testament model is church to be led by a plurality of godly leaders. Mm. And again, if you understand the church's family, those elders are spiritual fathers. They're the spiritual fathers of the, of the congregation. These guys are my brothers. Several of them are significantly older than I am. They're like spiritual fathers to me. And so uh, th- this is family. Mm-hmm. So if those elders kind of came to the point and said, hey, Sean, we think this is a big mistake and we're not supportive of that, we wouldn't do it. And if I were going to push and insist, they have a responsibility now to up to the point of even removing me. Wow.
0: That's powerful. And that's the way it should be.
1: Yeah, and and understanding what that does is that protects us. That's healthy accountability. Mm -hmm. It protects us from our sin nature. Mm -hmm. It protects us from pride. It protects from all those things.
0: You keep using the word family. You brought up Ryan, Pastor Sean, your son, and looking for that heir apparent or that next guy. Do you think you've met that guy yet? Or is it just the Lord's in control? And we'll figure that out later.
1: You know, I, I don't know. Ryan would, I mean, would would I be pleased if got, Ryan was the man that God chose and that we all felt, of course, he's got the gifts, he's amazing, it'd be wonderful, but he's leading Landmark Church, yeah, right? right? So, you know, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and we've got a number of others. I, I We have a regular fellowship uh, once a month with a group of young pastors who are here at River City, uh, Lori and I host, just to help mentor them a little bit. There's a number of really gifted individuals in there. So it, it's one of those things that, as we get closer to that time when it's time to start saying, okay, we, we need to lay hands on somebody, uh, we'll know. But uh, we so want that to be someone from within, someone who's walked with us so that when that transition happens, it's not, okay, we're bringing a new CEO in and, oh, it's going to be different. And everything. It's like, oh, everybody knows this person. They're part of the family. It's a family thing. You know, hey, Dad's stepping down and going to take some time. Well, he's still part of the family. He's still going to have ministry. He's still a pastor, but he's not going to be doing that. Older brother's now going to lead the the family business, and you know it's going to be great.
0: Don't move back to California, Pastor Sean. Don't go back to, <laughs> to stay here, please.
1: Th- thank you, Baron. Thank you, Beth. It's a hundred <laughs> and what is it? Twenty uh, out there, seven, and out California. Three. It's like sixty-eight degrees <laughs> right now. Okay, yeah, right. you're going to have to sell harder than that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's hell. That's what it's a. <laughs> uh, Pastor Sean, what else? Just kind of put a bow on this uh, leadership wise. Is your kind of sweet spot? So what's the takeaway? What's a good leader do? Yeah. On this, in this part of the ministry.
1: Uh, man, let me just say the the, see, the secret, as I've observed it, mm-hmm. and as I've experienced it at times, and probably missed it at other times, the secret is humility. Mm-hmm. Humility, and with enough humility, we can. Any problem can be solved. If you're willing to to say, wait a minute, this is about God. It's not about me. This is his church. It's not my church. They're his people, not my people. Humility is just, it, it, it makes you be a better version of yourself. You know, you can be a better leader instantly if you're humble because you recognize what you don't have, what you need, and you're not afraid to ask. Yeah. And all of a sudden, whatever leadership level you're at, you know, John Maxwell has his leadership levels. Whatever leadership level you're at, you just got better if you know what you don't have and you're not afraid to ask. And so, humility, whether it be in a transition like this or whether it be in overseeing people or working on a staff under another leader, humility just makes things work better.
0: Uh, last question, Pastor Sean. Are you accepting applications now for the uh, head pastorship of River City Community Church?
1: Well, you, you've gotten your third one now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I hope you get the hint that <laughs> keeps getting lost in the system. <laughs> <Darn>. <laughs> no, that's not how we do it. We don't just accept applications. <laughs>
0: All right. One step at a time. right?
1: Huh? <laughs> exactly. All right. I have to go to this church for 26 years. Uh, hey, you know what? I, th- this is our, our hope and our plan. A lot of good churches have found good leaders through the application process. I'll tell you what happens often when it, you have a founding pastor and then you just go and do a search and take applications and, and headhunter. And- yeah. And all that often the next pastor after crashes and burns horrible. Yeah. Because it's so different. It's such a cultural thing. And what, boards often do boards who are just kind of trying to what they do is go well the last pastor was great but he had this weakness so let's get someone who's so different from him Mm. (laughs) and then there's culture shock and it's just one of those things where i believe the church is a family a spiritual family and if you can do it in that kind of way where someone from within the community you raise up and where they understand or at least you bring someone in high level leader and have them be part of the community for years so that their are family and they get it. Oh, this is why we do it. This is who we are. That doesn't mean they're not going to change things and grow and improve things when they lead. They should. Uh, they shouldn't have to wait till you're gone, by the way, to change things, improve things, <laughs> and, right? right? But there's such a more natural and healthy approach to that.
0: Uh, Pastor Sean, as we're wrapping up, actually, let's just wrap this thing up, and I want to ask you, will you pray for River City Community Church 10 years from now?
1: Yeah. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for your grace, for your presence. Thank you that this is your church, this is your ministry, all of it, Lord, your facilities, everything. And I do. I pray for the church 10 years from now. Uh, when we're thinking of when this transition is happening, Lord, at least that's what we think, what we envision. I just pray that you would guide us, lead us, give me humility, raise up the right leader, bring the right leaders to help make those decisions. And I just ask that once again, uh, we would be marveling at your amazing provision and how wonderful you are and that the church would be blessed because of your provision. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus name. Amen.